Exactly. And also, I was just pointing out that you said it's good to, to develop this, um, this satisfaction in your practice. And that's something that definitely has been missing uh, with the Mahasi uh, noting. Because this was just the only thing I needed to do was note whatever experience I had. Um, and there was no, like, feeling good wasn't, uh, wasn't the part of it. I know that part is the part that's missing yeah. from the um, the Mahasi method, and I think that there's reasons for that. Yeah. In other words, they, they, these things were intentionally left out of the Mahasi method. Mm -hmm. Either that, or somehow or another, it didn't get transmitted. But this is actually uh, the practice yeah. is to incorporate all of this thing. Now, here's, here's the point, if you look at it this way, that the Mahasi method doesn't take a full-on wake-up. Uh -huh. It takes only a little bit of wake-up so that people can note. Yeah. But generally, the noting uh, winds up being labeling. Yeah. In the sense of really noting very fast things that are happening, they're noting and then telling themselves a story about it. Yeah. Uh, an example of that would be um, using the word witness. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a witness is, number one, the guy who saw the, the incident, the accident. He yeah. saw the scene of the crime or the robbery or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then the important kind of witness is the guy, who might be the same one, on the witness stand telling a story about what he saw. Yeah. Okay, so let's use the word noting in the sense of there's two kinds of noting. Yeah. There's a witness that sees or there's a witness who tells a story about it. Yeah. Okay, this is why a lot of students get hung up on the uh, Mahasi method is because they talk about it in the sense the noting now is the talking about what we're seeing. Yeah. As opposed to just seeing and just seeing and just seeing. So, in fact, if we're seeing it and then talking about it, we're not actually seeing it at the level that it could be seen. Yeah. If we woke up a little bit more and really took a look at it, it would be like, ouch, this is hot. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, possibly the example would be that you've heard of, of a frog that if you put a frog in boiling hot water, it'll jump right out. But if you yeah. put a, a, a frog in cool water and then start to heat it up, yeah. that frog will die in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the question is, are we going to see our, our uh, dukkha only as it gradually sneaks up on us? Yeah. Are we going to wake up to the point of recognizing, wait a minute, it's gotten hot. Let me out of here. Yeah. 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 And then after we hop out, we say, wow, what a relief it is to get out of that. Yeah. That was a dumb thing for me to sit there and get hot. Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. this is the distinction in the practice. And you could also go so far as to say that the Mahasi method, the way that many students are practicing it, and I'm not talking about Mahasi method as something wrong with the method, because we really don't know what Mahasi taught. No. He's been dead since 1982, so I don't yeah. want to go there. Uh -huh. But I do want to go that the way that Westerners do it mm -hmm. is, is that they say, I see dukkha. I see it again. Now I've gotten some insight. And I'm going to keep yeah. looking at this dukkha, 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 more dukkha, more satisfaction with looking at dukkha. But yeah. they never really get out of the dukkha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, but the Buddha didn't teach dukkha. He taught dukkha, dukkha naroda. See that dukkha and come right out of it right now. Okay. And practice yeah. seeing it right now and getting out of it right now. Mm-hmm. Over and over again until you get to the point to where you see dukkha when it's coming off in the distance. And you can yeah. sidestep it before it even gets here. Yeah. Okay. And that's the frame of reference change that that most meditators need to make. And when they make that frame of reference change, that it's not, I'm going to sit here and feel bad with insights until eventually I feel good. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the deeper I go, the more likely I'll feel good. That's not the way that we're practicing here. Oh, no. Any depth that you go to is going to be a depth you arrive at through uh learning how to control your own feelings yeah so in the beginning we learned to control the thought just a little bit then we learned to control the breathing and the body Mm -hmm. then we really learned to control the thought yeah and with that now we're beginning to learn to control the feelings this is really what it's all about is learning how to control the situation so that you can feel the way that you want to feel and think the kind of thoughts that you want to think Uh uh-huh this is a noble-minded individual, someone yeah. who is noble, mm-hmm. can think the way that he wants to think rather than uh, going along with the crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's also noble in the sense, and uh, let's round this out with the talk about right, uh, noble attitude. Yeah. The right, noble attitude now is with the development of the pity and the sukha. Mm-hmm. comes that I can do this attitude. I can come out of my suffering. Yeah. I can do this over and over and over again. And that mm-hmm. is, in fact, what adds to the pity yeah. is the constant knowledge that I can do this. I can get out of this. I'm a real winner. Mm-hmm. That's the attitude that grows. Yeah. And that attitude of uh, being able to manage things is actually the, a noble trait. Mm-hmm. To know that you can get yourself out of this suffering or out of this mental state into one that's really happy and satisfying. And you can do that basically any time that you want to. Okay. That's, Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you can go practice that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So and, would, you re- and, would you recommend to just pick up the little green uh, book from Buddha Dasa Bhikkhu and just, just follow, the, follow the, the steps in there? That's the mindfulness with breathing uh, yeah. by uh, <clears throat> uh, an, uh, a beginner's guide yeah. by Santi Caro. Yes, I, yeah. I know that book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that if you have to read anything, that that's the book to read. Yeah. But if you really want to do some interesting reading, read your own mind. <laughs> okay. okay now you can pick up on some of this stuff i've got a lot of videos and i talk to students about this so you can hear different perspectives of it yeah. and different questions that are asked and uh, right now to our joy robert my friend in thailand is actually writing a book ah. not writing a book he's translating a book of Vikku buddha dasa that's old it's a, it's uh possibly uh, Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa's Tour de Force on Anapanasati. Okay. And that it was never properly translated into English, and the uh, publication has gotten very obscure. But okay. we're going to be, uh, with the IBA, uh, uh, republishing it again. 
Yeah. And that would be the book that I would recommend, but unfortunately it's not yet in print. Okay. Okay. Other than that, yeah, there's other books of Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa and the one that you're mentioning by Santa Carl has got a lot of good stuff in it. Okay, good. Uh, another thing for practicing is what about walking? Would you recommend doing some walking? Sure. Okay. Look at what you're doing. Okay. okay. And what do I mean by that? Okay, pay attention to what's going on around you. Watch yeah. every step. Yeah. Here's the way to start practicing walking meditation. Do it barefoot. Yeah. Don't okay. do walking meditation with shoes. Go okay. barefoot. Okay. Why? Because then you're much more likely to watch where you're going. Watch what yeah. you're stepping in. Yeah. 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 That's what it's all about is be here yeah. now. Yeah. Don't take a step without looking for it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll just, I'll just start practicing then. Um, would, you, would you have any recommendations uh, about time? Would you say set a timer while practicing or just do whatever? Um, I would recommend students to practice shorter periods more often rather than long, long, long sitting times. Okay. So if you were going to do an hour a day, then four 15-minute sessions would be possibly more valuable to you than one long hour sit. Yeah. If you're going to do two hours, then maybe eight times at 15 minutes. Or five at twenty, something like that. Okay. Okay, and this is because it's because you think that sustains mindfulness during the day. Absolutely, this is really what this is all about. Mindfulness on a cushion. You're not going to sit on a cushion for the rest of your life. I know. I've seen guys do that in Burma. Yeah. Westerners, they want to have a good life to live. They don't want to have to sit on the floor to do it. No. 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 Okay. I'll just um, start practicing your hand then. Okay, excellent. Okay, thank you. So how does this go? Can, can, uh, could I just call you any moment again in, like, in, in a week? Yeah, the way, the way to do it is to call, and if I don't answer, leave a message, and I may come on within five or ten minutes. Okay. Okay, so hang around. Cool. Okay. But don't just write a message, are you available, because then I may not see that message. Yeah, okay. So call and write a message. Yeah, both call and write a message. Well, thank you okay. a lot. Excellent. Lot. And, and I'll see you next time. Thank you. See you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.